This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Layton Vanderett. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. Seven days away until we convene in Nashville, Tennessee for the annual NFL draft. You've got the draft show. We've carried you every step of the way. Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, as the big voice guy said. Kit Garrison, executive producing. Uh, Guys, it is getting close, so I'm kind of trying to maximize our time here. I know we got some shows coming up. Uh, we got two shows next week. Next week is going to be full. Yeah, hmm. next week is going to be full. We've got to, if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, we got a show at the uh, at Shakerton's in the Colony here, not too far away from the Star, from five to seven. That's going to be a big show for us out on the road. Miller Light, thank you very much for putting that all together with special gifts and prizes and all that stuff. Tuesday evening. Tuesday evening at Shakerton's at the that's the the draft show. We'll be on the road. But uh, and then uh, also tonight though, if you're kind of hanging out, we got Draft 101 going on on 105.3 The Fan on their Facebook uh, account. Myself, Dane Brugler, uh, uh, KT, and uh, Jeff Cavanaugh will do doing that. That starts at seven o'clock. That's another opportunity. That's one of the things we like doing with 105.3 The Fan, and uh, so we're excited about that. And uh, hopefully, you can either catch us tonight uh, on the Draft 101. Or you can catch us live in person next Tuesday, April 23rd at Shakerton's from 5 to 7. So make plans for that. Boys, today I want to get into best case scenarios for 58 and 90. People are asking me about two players, guys you would like to have at 58. What is your ideal when you walk out of day two, assuming that after what Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones said to us yesterday, there will not be any trading up into the first round of this draft. Now, again, you know Jerry is one of those guys that he hates to sit there without a first-round pick, and but maybe if they see some value, they would go up and get a guy. But I want to go through with you guys your, your two ideal players at 58 and 90 after that first – after uh, excuse me, the Friday afternoon to, or nighttime drafting there. And, uh, David Hellman, I will start with you on this one. Okay. I want you to tell me your ideal players for those two spots. All right. I'll, and I'll, give me a reason why. Well, I want to walk you through my thought process. I told you upstairs I was going to cheat a little bit. I wrote I wrote a couple names just to kind of get the get the thought juices flowing here. Yep. But I'm looking at I'm looking at this board. A lot. Of, you know, you're picking 58. You're like seven spots from the end of the second round. I'm not convinced that a lot of the guys I really love are going to be there. Um, and so I'm looking for. Was I'm I'm looking to mitigate that I guess so the the two names you know we we can throw out Jonathan Abram we can throw out Taylor Rapp I don't really believe at the end of the day they're going to be there mm-hmm. so I look at that I look at defensive tackle we we talked about this upstairs too I'm yeah. I'm just not convinced the values there in that range like I'm not convinced there's a guy there that I'm in love with at defensive tackle can I ask a question real quick yeah better value at defensive tackle Dane or running back at 58 at that point in time. Running back? Are we? We're still going there. You still going there? Still going there. Just want to. Uh, just want to. I just want to know: is there is 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 a player going to be there? That is the classic question of: Are you drafting a defensive tackle just to say you did it because you need one, right? Or the better player? In my opinion, 
Yeah, I mean, I think specifically a three technique, uh, running back would be, I think you're getting the better player. Yeah. But value-wise, I don't like the value. Okay. Put it that way. Okay. David? Anyway, so with all of that in mind, I'm not in love with most of my options here, but I think there's two names that I think have a chance to be there or close in range. Juan Thornhill, Dane's guy in his most recent mock, the Virginia safety, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, okay. the Florida safety. The reason I picked them out, I think it's more realistic that they fall that far or at least into a range where you could do a reasonable trade. But I think it's possible one of them is there. They can both play safety. To your point, Brian, and Stephen Jones said it yesterday, you're looking for a plug-and-play starter at 58. Can't guarantee it'll happen. Right. They're potentially good enough to plug and play. And even if they're not, they both have nickel experience. They're both flexible. They can kind of be that utility man early in their career. They could play some nickel. They could play, you know, three third safety in a dime package, maybe like a rover back type of guy, kind of like Byron Jones when he first got here. They could be that guy until they transition into a starting role, hopefully in year two. So I feel good about both of those. If that isn't possible, I look at that as a wipeout scenario. I don't want to draft a running back. You guys know my guy, Debo yeah. Samuel. Okay. I would pull the trigger on Debo in a heartbeat if a safety wasn't available. Okay. As That's we, just me. As we look at David Hellman's names of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and then we also look at his name of Juan Thornhill on Dane Brugler's board. He's got uh, Gardner-Johnson at, at 100 on his top 100. He's got him at number 48. I'm right about that. Mm -hmm. And then he's got Juan Thornhill at 49. Right. So they're right back to back right there. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And I think Gardner Johnson, I I think depending on the fit, Gardner Johnson, I love as a nickel. Um, Now he has experience as a free, has experience as a strong. You can watch him do that on tape. Yeah. But I thought what he did best was the nickel. And so for this team, I, I still think he'd be fine as kind of a box player, but I hope they'd be a little open-minded with him if they used him as a nickel, as, you know, just get a little creative and not just stick him in, you know, that one box of what he's doing. Thornhill, I I think he's better as a free, but I think he's interchangeable. because I mean, he led Virginia in tackles last right, year. Right, Also led him in interceptions. So right. I think he could do a little bit of everything. And I would agree, I think best-case scenario at 58 is probably one Thornhill. And ideally for me, if I'm the Cowboys – I'm going all defense on day two. I'm looking, and my second and third round picks, I'm looking to come out with a defensive lineman and a defensive back. That's ideal for me. And here in the second round... Any combination? Are you going, are you just, how are you going to pull it, right? Right, any combination. Hook or crook, you do it. Okay, let's say that Gardner Johnson and Juan Thornhill are off the board. Um, Let's say that, and I I would be okay with Darnell Savage there. Darnell Savage is actually number 58 overall on my top 100 board. Okay, so So he's he's closer to potentially being where you're picking then, right? Right, but let's say LJ Collier's there. TCU defensive end. Okay. David, okay. you know this team pretty well, though. Defensive end, something they're thinking about? Or is that something where that, that Dane's trying to get the best player? And it's funny because defensive end might not be super high on their priority list now that they re-signed to Marcus Lawrence, but we know they love L.J. Collier. Absolutely. He's a guy that they've talked a lot about. He did about. give you a good name there. They and just worked out Max Crosby the other day. You yeah. can and you can talk your, I mean, you can talk yourself into that very easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you Would don't you know. talk yourself into that if you're thinking about moving Crawford back inside? To defensive tackle. I, I, I don't – I mean, absolutely, you could. And you could bolster – you know, you could address the fact that you don't have a tackle 
by moving. Or you're him. thinking about only having Robert Quinn for one year here too. Or, well, let I mean, right. and Tyrone Crawford, who knows what his future? I, is. I love exactly. Tyrone That's Crawford. Absurd. But what did can, I say? Who did I say? You said Robert Quinn. No, no, but I meant... No, you, no, you said Tyron, but he's yeah, saying I, okay. after this year, you just don't know. No, Tyrone that's what I'm saying. Crawford if you were thinking about moving term, back inside, yeah. you would think about drafting Collier at 58. Right, and, and you can't force it. You know, like yeah. if the defensive tackle's not there, you know, is, is 58 too early for Tristan Hill? See, this is where... you would have to draft him at 58. This is where... Right. And, and when we get into our top one, and, and by the way, in the, in the last segment, we're going to do Twitter on the 20, but in the last segment, I'm going to go through this board... Dane's 100 and my 100 because there's some there's some discrepancies there, you know, and I, and I appreciate a lot actually, and I appreciate Good. that. You yeah, know? no, that makes it fun. No, no, it makes it fun because there's guys he has higher than me, and then it's vice versa, really. There, but okay, if you think about Hill, if you think about Hill, and I'm looking again, at, I'm looking at the where the numbers, and I, I'm I'm a little bit higher on Hill than you are. I think I think on the numbers wise. If I'm not mistaken, right mm-hmm. there. Uh, where is he? I have him at 70. I'm at 74, and you have him at 90. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking more about him as a true third-round player. Yes. And I'm thinking about him as a third-round player, but a higher-up-the-board third-round player. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. is that too rich then at 58? You just said it. I think – I mean, it's the you've classic. You've got to go there, don't you? I mean, is you that – You don't have to do anything. You don't have to go there. But th- and that's exactly what I was talking about. If an L.J. Collier and a Tristan Hill are there – right. Sure, you could go with the more the true three technique, or you can go with the better player. Yeah, at, at a position that's still. Which I don't. I don't. I mean, you. That's that's your rallying cry from the day I met you. Is yeah. don't window dress your board. Don't window dress your board. You're I, right about that. I, I would rather draft like a badass receiver at 58 than force a defensive tackle just because I feel like I need one. Yeah, that's so, just me. Okay, of the, let me ask you something real quick. Of the receiver or the running back, which way you going there? Me, yeah, receiver, yeah, no, no, no question. Running right. back's not even an option. Not an option for you. Okay, for you, for me, not exactly. for the people yeah. that are actually going to make the phone call. Yeah, yes, this okay. is true. Okay, so we 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 feel like though that we, that are we calling that rich? Are we calling that? Are we calling a hill pick at fifty eight too rich? Or are we calling it at a necessity? I, I, a necessity because we want a defensive tackle. Other than maybe the defensive end, I think that would be too rich. But like, would it be so rich that you're just gonna piss and moan about it? You know, right? I mean, he's I'm got him in the third. Round. We both have him in the third round. So, it's just I have him a little higher to where Dallas can pick him. So that's a that's a 15 spot overdraft for you, and more like a 30 spot overdraft for you. We that, have to, we have to remember that, like, we, on for our purposes, we're every player in this draft is kind of eligible for our board like oh we, sure we don't discount any player no but question the cowboys they have how many players do they got on their total board 120 150? 150 yeah maybe 150 yeah yeah so you know there's even though tristan hill would be a little bit of a reach for us to take a 58 for the cowboys he might be one of their five best players there that's Absolutely. no question yeah so because because i just because i have him at 74 and you have him at 90 doesn't mean they don't have him at 21 Right. What even if they, I'm just, you know, I'm just not, throwing a number out there. We have to remember yeah. they yeah. they only have you know we we could make a board that's our top 400 where they only have a board that say got to drive me nuts by the way. Oh yeah, top, they only have a top 150 board and yeah. a, and a lot of that 150 is day three players. So yeah. there's Tristan Hill could be you know a third round pick for them, but he might be pick or you know on their board he might be the 60th best player. Yeah, I think so, that's the thing that like. Not our listeners, but like elementary draft 
fans, you know, they look at the whole pool of players, right. whereas these teams, like 75% of these guys are crossed off for one reason yeah. or another. Yeah, it could be medicals, it could be oh, character. No, I'm, here, I'm hearing culture, stuff about Gerald, Gerald Willis. Oh, yeah. Gerald it's, Willis. It's, it's, it, 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 I mean, you bring up the name Gerald Willis here, they kind of look at you like, don't talk about Gerald Willis here. Well, which is that's that's for, the Miami defensive tackle, and, 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 that, and that's a guy that we kind of been talking about as well, a, a potential guy. We try to connect the dots. Yeah, they bring him in on a thirty visit, and so you circle the name because they're interested in him. Right. But the reason you bring guys in on a thirty visit is you want to learn more about them, and, and they, you they obviously don't learn all, some about him. Yeah, you don't always come away impressed. We, yeah. that that probably applies to three or four other guys. Oh yeah, and with Gerald Willis, you give him credit for kind of turning things around and having the senior year that he did. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you just ignore the background, all the right. baggage that come with both injury wise, character wise, maturity wise, and on the field, he's not a complete player. I mean, he is a gap quickness type of guy, but has yeah. a lot of holes versus the run. No question, you're ninety guy. Uh, best case at nine again, like. You know, y'all know more than me. I'm not in love with my options in defensive tackle, especially if Gerald Willis is a guy that we're not considering. Right. You know, I, I don't think Tristan Hill's there at 90. I wrote down Rennell Wren, but like just kind of cuz like I don't love that. So for me, the two names that I came away with, and I looked at both of y'all's big boards to kind of gauge. I came away with Isaiah Johnson because he's a corner that fits what Chris Richard would want. Sure. Went down there and worked him out. If not Isaiah Johnson, then I've talked myself into Travion Williams. There you mm. go. That's where I go. It, it's funny because I don't uh, – in my mock draft, Isaiah Johnson wasn't even around for 58. Yeah. So, no, I you know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's hard to do. A player like that is, you know, all traits. And so he could get easily overpicked. Um, I'm gonna feel real dumb when he goes 35th overall. Don't feel dumb. I mean, week. we're just no, yeah, I, we're just trying to put the players try, where they have a chance. Those guys that are have the length, the size, and the speed. And like, there's several of them in this oh, draft. Yeah, Isaiah Johnson, Lonnie Johnson's gonna go. I have a yeah. fourth round pick, uh, grade on Lonnie Johnson. Yeah. and there's Kentucky. a good chance he goes in the top 40 picks. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of these guys are gonna go early. I for me, I would go Rennell Wren there. I actually have Rennell Wren slightly over Tristan Hill. Yeah. I, I've got him really really close, but I've Rennell Wren slightly over him. Um, I think that would be a realistic pick at 90. And if they go defensive back at 58, then I think we're looking at Rennell Wren as the the best scenario at pick 90. Doesn't that just seem too tidy to you? Like, yeah, that's what they want. Sure. But when you're picking at the back end of the round, are you going to get what you want twice in a row? Probably not. Be it, it, you asked ideal, right? Yeah, ideal, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, yeah. absolutely. Right. Yeah, you want right. it to be ideal. So I think that's ideally that's what you like to come away with. I, I'd love to come away with again a defensive back, a defensive lineman, and, and that defensive lineman could be an edge guy, could be a, a tackle. I mean, I'm getting better up front. That's what I want. And again, whoever they draft at 58 or 90 is not going to be the difference between this team making the Super Bowl or not. But you still, you want a good player that you're going to add to the rotation and it's going to have an impact for you in year one. And, you know, I think we could do that with Ronell Wren. Not going to be a guy that's going to save the season, but if Malik Collins doesn't come back. No, that's true. Okay, that's what you think about that. That's and, why all this three technique talk is happening right now. Right. I want to draft one. I just, you look at the, you look at the options and what you think is realistic for that range. And I don't, I don't know if it falls for him. It's really not a great three technique group after the first round. Um, I mean, you could look in the, like the fourth round or early day three with guys like Kingsley Kiki, and uh, I mean, I, you mentioned Willis isn't really a, a strong option for this yeah, team, but it's yeah. it's not. I mean, we both like the Cincinnati kid, yeah, Broughton, Broughton. Yeah. but you know, we're talking about 
late, th- you know, day three somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, not guys that you're thinking about in the top 100. Okay, give me your two guys. I know I, we've kind of had discussion. Yeah, about I, mean, it. I think it ideally uh, probably one Thornhill, and then you know who, who, the better uh, Tristan Hill is probably not there, so probably Rennell Wren. Um, that would probably be ideal for me, even though. I wouldn't be upset if they again went pass rusher. If if Max Crosby were like to Max be, Crosby, yeah. if he were there at ninety, I think that would make a lot of sense. I, That's asking a lot, though, isn't it? Though I, Max yeah. Crosby, to me, I mean, I, I know watching him play, I, I had him a lot higher. You you've got him at I've got him at sixty one, and you got him at seventy seven. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, there's a, yeah, there's a big difference there. So I'm th- you would I'm take thinking, him at fifty eight. You'd be comfortable with. Yeah, that. I'm, I'm thinking about if you know if you if I got I got uh, Collier at fifty two and then Max and then Max uh, Crosby at sixty one. Mm-hmm. So you know I'm kind of thinking in that range of those two guys. I sure I would take Collier first, but I liked Max Crosby watching him play. Yeah. I thought I would, there was a lot of positivity about him. I would love to see the reaction from non-draft Knicks if their first pick is a defensive end from Eastern Michigan. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. No. I, just, I, I know how people are, and mm-hmm. it, wouldn't, it would not be well-received by people who weren't educated. Yeah, yeah no, and Max Crosby is a, is a player who probably needs a year in an NFL strength and conditioning program. You know, yeah. that was a big reason why he left early because he was a junior left early. Sure. He kind of felt like he did all he could do at Eastern yeah. Michigan. You know, like he, the, the program really wasn't advancing his career as a football player. So, uh, you know, he probably jump needs, a year in there and get going. Exactly. Yeah. He probably needs a year in an NFL strength and conditioning program to bulk up. And, you know, cause he, he kind of, he's, he flails, you know, he's all arms and legs when he's yeah. rushing, but there's a lot to like there, but better pass rusher than taco. Gosh! Oh, no, no, mean, am I, am I, am I, no, no. Pass, but, rush, uh, pass rush potential, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But did you feel like? Did, okay, what did you feel like with Taco? You talk about uh, we, we with development stuff. What mm-hmm. was the one thing we kept saying about Taco? Needs to develop pass rush moves. Mm-hmm. This guy actually has pass rush moves. Oh, oh yeah, agree. That's his, what I'm saying. How's his spin move? Oh, he'll. This guy will find ways to get free. He, his inside move is probably one of the better things that he did. Yeah, that, he's slippery. Yeah. He's a slippery player. You're doing a great job of not telling us your guys. Who yep. No, no, no. I am. I'm going to tell you that. Oh, we're, my, got, I, we're running up on the break. No, here. no. I'm, I'm, I could go over time here. Oh, right. It's my what, show. What I can do what I want. Okay. Uh, I'm. I'm. You know what I think? I'm. I'm buying what Dane Brugler's saying about rap. I think. I think that there's a way that rap gets to you at 58. That would be fantastic. I am now. There's a lot of people out there that love and, and talking to scouts. There's a lot of people that don't like the time, but a lot of people think he's a really safe player to take. And that's why I just can't. Talk. I, I okay. That to me, that's my best case. Give oh, me yeah. the tape. The be, the best case scenario would be rap at 58. I agree and with then, that. I, and for and, what and it's I worth. will take. I will take that Travion Williams at 90. Yeah. I will. I will hit that running back at 90. Okay. I will absolutely Which, do that. I know, like, I feel like I'm betraying you because, like, I we, I know, but he's just, he's an all around guy. Like, yeah. you I know, think, okay, he can step right in if he needed to and be if, great. If I can't hit rap at at 58, I'll go. With, I'll go with Hill. I'll take the defensive tackle. If, I'll take him at, at 58. Okay. And, I, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna bank that he'll be part of the rotation. You know, he's got power to him. I, I love the way he plays behind the line of scrimmage. Let Papa Cha- Rod work his magic. Why not? It's going to be probably an early. It's going to be a little bit of a reach for me. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of a reach there at 58. But you know what? If I can't get him, the best defensive tackle available, I think, at that time is him. And I know what you're saying about Wren. Wren looks to me just a little too raw. Uh, he's he just a no, little too no raw question. to make it 58. But I'll tell you one thing. 
at 90, I am looking at that A&M running back in the eyes. Which, and part of the reason that I've talked myself into this is the same thing we always say is like, it's basically a fourth round pick anyway. Like, if, yeah. he, if he were to yeah. fall that far, I just think that's great value for a guy that if Zeke's unavailable for however many games, I'm sure. A-OK with him just being my workhorse running back. Would anybody take a corner at 58? Uh, yeah, I think it's depending on the value, depending on who's there. I would run to the podium to draft Justin Lane at 58. I just don't think it's feasible. No, I don't either. I, Justin Lane, to me, is a top 40 player. Yeah. Um, I, Joe Juan Williams. See, that's what I'm saying. I, and I, You're and not going to let him go. No, no, I'm not going to let Joe Juan Williams go, and I was, and I was leading the witness there is what I was doing. <laughs> I, I absolutely was. If all the lawyers that watch this, thank you very much for Mighty. I know you're, you're watching with us. I, I was leading the witness there because at 58, I am looking at him too. Yeah, if I, I feel like that I cannot get my defensive tackle, my safety, I will take that big corner. I, Isaiah Johnson too. Uh, Isaiah Johnson. This, that's team, fine. this yeah. team likes Isaiah Johnson. Yeah. So, okay. I, there you go. There you go. There you go. So if I you, think that's a that is a they're going to go trade. Yeah. No. Nobody. Go. Nobody should be surprised if the cornerback is taken. No. Again, I think ideal. You're going defensive back and defensive line, second, third round. Any order, and I, again, I didn't say safety as a defensive back. So yeah, yeah. cornerback is definitely in play there. What are people saying? There, there are people talking about though our Virginia safety though as possibly being a Byron Jones type player. Can you think he could play some corner in this league? You he, think, well, he played to has a, yeah. earlier in his career. He played that corner maybe people Virginia. would start him at corner before they would start him at safety. <sighs> yeah, possible. Well, I mean, he just sucked some wind through his teeth on that one. I feel like we've we've talked about that. What I want it when maybe this is dumb. I apologize. Could any of those corners play safety? They might not have the right frame for it. Yeah, I, just, I, I mean Isaiah Johnson. The one thing, like the biggest worry with him is he's a terrible tackler. Yeah, so, always fun. Yeah, I think he's out. Um, I mean, some of these corners, uh, the size, uh, you know, Williams, check the box. Joe Williams. Well, we talked about Gardner Johnson though. Well, yeah, you, you I think, mean, yeah, and he's he's kind of. I mean, that, he's comfortable playing in the slot, right? So he's me. that blended yeah. kind of like he shouldn't be a safety, shouldn't be a corner. He's right, just, he's a DB. You right. know, he right. he falls under that classification. Right. Um, I don't know. None of these safeties or corners I really love making that transition. At least ta- talking about the top one hundred guys. If I if I was going to give you a back at ninety, give me your ninety back. You're 90. You, what, what running back would you take at 90? Am I right about Williams or am I? No, I think that's, I have a, a late third, early fourth on Williams. Okay. So that's right where I right, would feel you... comfortable taking okay, him. So cool. I, I wouldn't love it, but I'd be much more comfortable with a running back at 90 than I would 58. Okay. I, I we got understand that. It. We got that. And if yeah. it happens at 58, you're going to lose your mind. Yes. We, right. we were going to do worst case too, but it kind of got away from us. Yeah. Well, we, it, we're, okay. Real quick. Okay, I know, Ken, I'm sorry. Give me, give me your worst case. What do you got? A running back. Name them. Don't care. Okay. A running back. Harris. Okay. David Harris. Henderson. Yeah. Uh, third round, I don't like the Georgia kid, Nicole Hardman. I okay. just don't. And Dawson Knox either. Don't. I don't. You hate no. Ole Miss. We know that. I, I hate super raw prospects who aren't going to get playing time is what I hate. But we talked about Wren. I didn't, I didn't want to draft him either. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you got a couple? I mean, I think uh, maybe like some of the players were talking you about at 90. You hate running back. You're not going to draft No, like Damian Harris at second round. But some of these players were talking about at 90, them reaching for him at 58, like a Rennell Ren at oh, 58. Oh, sure, sure. You know, if they feel like they won't, you won't get there at 90, taking one of those yeah. guys at 58, uh, that would be to me the worst case. And then, I don't know, at 90. Uh, probably, I mean, it's hard to say. Just reaching on maybe one of these tight ends. Like, you know, I like... Uh, I like Caden Smith. I like Drew Sample, but I don't know at ninety. That'd be kind of risky. See, I'm kind of with Dane on this. If you took a wide receiver at fifty eight, 
I'd lose my mind. Even if it was Debo? I think, they, I think they've got a good group of receivers here. Yeah. They do. I It'd be like that you're using your first and second round yeah. pick on I mean, if, if he's a receiver. 75% of if them are under contract If he's year. adverse to drafting a running back at 58, I'm adverse to drafting a running back. Uh, uh, until, until they got Cobb, and I know it's a year and a all year. that. It's a year. It's a bridge. Get me in, I, I, they're stacked in there yeah. like club sandwiches it's, right now. It's a now, bridge. You have to draft a guy. I'm not taking. I am not. I, I took a. To I took a wide receiver at 27, one of the best in the league. That's what I've done. Yeah. And I and I and he's right about those tight ends. If you get the wrong tight end uh-huh. at 90, that could be a problem. So none of these receivers, if somehow they would fall to 58, you'd be comfortable. I don't have a first round receiver. Oh, I know, but like none of them early in the second round for you, you'd be feel comfortable with. You know, if like say somehow you I got know. Metcalf at 27. He's my first player in the second round. He's at twenty seven for me too. Yeah. Why? Why don't you want a ready made inside outside receiver slash Kelvin Harmon? I mean Harmon. Okay, Harmon. I have at thirty one. You get at fifty one. Mm-hmm. You know, really? It would be great radio if they drafted Debo. Please because don't. The disparity of reactions. I love would the player. Please don't. Fantastic. Please don't. Okay, Ken. I'm sorry about that. Thank you guys so much for your opinions. When we come back, it's your stage. It's a stay tuned. Kaboo, Texas is three days, six stages, over 100 artists, including The Killers, Lionel Richie, Leonard Skinner, Ms. Lauren Hill, Kid Rock, Alanis Morissette, Little Big Town, The Eight Vet Brothers, Counting Crows, Pitbull, Sting, The Black Eyed Peas, and the list goes on. Don't miss Kaboo, Texas. Single day and three day passes are on sale now. Visit KAABOOTexas.com to get your passes today. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now, more for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers secrets stories and more what's steven jones thinking during a game what's joe looney's favorite pregame meal we take your questions to cowboys players and coaches and you can hear the answers directly back to you just say alexa open dallas cowboys star sports tours is the only official fan travel partner of the dallas cowboys offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players alumni and cheerleaders that's not all though you'll get to talk ex and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. This is the DallasCowboys.com draft show. The Cowboys are on the clock. We're back here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Brian Broaddus, David Hellman, Kent... Garrison, 
Did I say your name on that? I did say your name, right? David Hillman? Yeah, you did. All right. I was waiting for the Ed Cahill drop. I, was I guess we didn't get I it I was too. But here, let's see if we can get it right now. No, well, it's too late. Kent, it's... Miss you guys. There, that'll work. Thanks, yeah. Ed. That's enough. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter on the 20. Twitter, 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 Twitter on the 20. Thank you, Ed Cahill, as Thank, always. As always. Orlando City FC. Yes. All right. Shoot me. We just we just sat here and talked about Travion Williams for a second. But how about this? A guy, a guy the Cowboys have shown interest in that we really haven't been talking about. Uh, secret agent wants to know more about Mike Weber, the Ohio State guy. We, I mean, we've talked on a about visit. we've mm-hmm. talked about him, but we probably haven't talked about him as much as we should have for a guy that visited. And don't uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Damian um, Harris and Weber were the only two running backs that visited, right? Uh, no, Hen- visit. Henderson. No, no, or, no, no. The no. other Memphis kid, um, Pollard. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Troy Pollard. Yeah, yeah. Um, with Weber. Honestly, I think he's a kind of a dime a dozen back. I you've agree. Said, you've said that before. Where, I, did, I did not. I did not see greatness with him. No, I mean, and that's well, you're drafting him in the fourth or fifth round, right? right? Exactly. So. Context. You know, it's he's a guy that you he can do everything okay, just mm-hmm. doesn't do anything great. You know, I think he can uh, catch the ball of the backfield. He, but he's a smaller framed player, so it's a smaller target. He can five oh nine five. Right. He can block a little bit, but he's not going to be overpowering. I mean, he's kind of just a, a speed bump that pass rushers have to go through. And then as a runner, he's okay, but he's not going to consistently make you miss. He's that's that was the number one line on my book. Right. And he'll. I mean, he's got toughness, but not to the point where he's just going to plow through. Uh, you know, defenders at the second level. So again, I I like him. I just. You know, he's not someone that I'm really going to be targeting. He gets what's blocked. Whatever's yeah. well, blocked in front of him, he's going to get. That, he, it's a pretty th- damn good offensive line. Yeah. Travis Frederick's supposed to be back. No, no question. Do anything but, for but, you? But he, No, he, he's right, though. I think there's more dynamic backs in this draft than this guy right here. All right, Dane, you're the you hate running backs. Uh, would you rather draft Weber at 136 or Travion Williams at 90? Williams at ninety. Yeah. All right, just getting a better right. player. I like. Well, I like it when we're all, that was a lawyer yeah. question. I like you when knew, we're you, all on the same page. Leading the witness there a little bit. Uh, okay, Map says. I'm paraphrasing here, but he, where Draymond Jones? Speaking of Ohio State players, yeah. I've seen him on y'all's board. Wait, like, where's where's he fallen? Probably not a guy that's in play at fifty eight, right? Probably he's, not. He's a he's a three he, technique though. He's, I, I, if he's around, if he's around, then I'm intrigued. But based on what I know, I don't expect that to happen. There, the opinions on him are all over the place. I talk to some people, um, you know, some guys around the league, and they love him. Some guys want nothing to do with him. Like yeah. it's it's really perplexing how there's so many differing opinions uh, on Draymond Jones. But I think it's kind of like you know we talk about Taylor Rapp and. That four seven eight forty yard dash is going to bother a lot of a lot of teams, but there's going to be at least one team that's going to pull the trigger in the top fifty. And Draymond Jones, I think there's a lot of teams that are concerned about his ability to stop the run, his uh, you know tendency to pop up off the snap and uh, immediately get washed. But there's going to be someone that's going to bank on that ability to rush the passer and uh, penetrate gaps. And so I think he's going to go somewhere in the top fifty picks, but. I, I'm really interested to see where he ends up because there's no consensus on Draymond Jones. I tell you what, I want to like the guy. I really want to like the guy. That's not a phrase I like to hear. No, no, I want to like the guy. Is and I think there's there's more questions than there are answers with this guy. Yeah, okay. it's, I mean, it's, it's I, that, more flash than consistency. It, yeah, it, it's like there's times you see he can really run. Mm-hmm. I mean, you watch him get up the field. You watch him attack the gap. 
He's got some pass rush moves. But you're but Dane's right. Playing him against the run is not good. I mean, he gets washed, he gets upright. The first step sometimes is real tall. So yeah, but but when he plays low and he can attack the gap, he's a slippery player. You hear me talk about that a lot. But man, when you play tall in this league and there and you don't have a lot of bulk. And he's a 280-pound guy, but he doesn't play like a 280-pound guy. Well, the thing is with him, you do see a good athlete on film, but yeah. he didn't test like a good athlete. No. 7'7", 3-cone. Yeah. I mean, for a 280-pounder, like, yeah. I mean, you expect a lot more than that. So we, we, I mean, we don't think this guy's going to be there at 58, but the way y'all are talking is like, I wouldn't want to draft him at 58 anyway. No, but there's... It's all flash, though. You, I mean, you, you watch the... Okay. You could fall in love with this guy watching him play. Easily. You, you can the, Watch the TCU tape when Nick Bosa got hurt and was out of the game. Draymond Jones took over in that second half and really helped Ohio State win that game. Had the pick six, had was constantly in the backfield, uh, TCU's backfield. So Draymond Jones, the flashes, if you watch his highlight tape, you'll love him. Yeah. But when you watch the full body of work and you see everything else snap-to-snap basis, that's where you start to go, eh, you know, I, lo- I like him, but I don't love him. Yeah. But your gut feeling is that he still won't even be around. I don't think so. I mean, I'm what I have him on my board. He's you. You just wouldn't even draft him. And he wears number eighty six. Pointing at no, so and red you, flag. You know where I got him? I, you got him at fifty six, Dane. I have him at thirty six. Okay, yeah. Okay. I so, have. No. I, I think he's. I think he's. A, I think he's probably going to get hype in the high second rounds. I think he's going to get selected. I think probably, some yeah. someone's going to. But the thing about it, 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 he's one of those buyer beware guys. And and Ohio State's had a couple of those buyer beware guys. Too. Oh sure. You know, well, I think it's again, it's a lot like Taylor Rapp, where uh, there's going to be a lot of teams that say, eh, I'm out, but all it takes is one team. Right. And he's too, the flashes are too impressive, so he's going to go high. Same thing with Taylor Rapp. He's too good of a fo- football player to not go in the top 40 or 50 picks. Yeah. All right. Mark wants y'all to play ball with him here, so bear with me. Um, this is a trade back scenario, so let's just assume that somebody wants to come up to 58. That's okay. always important. But if you're wiped out, how far back are you willing to trade? Uh, and then who would you... Okay, so how far back would you be willing to trade and who might be too rich at 58 that you'd be more willing to draft at your new spot? Can I, all right, let, me, let me run this by you, my friend. And it, it's, it's just going to be a terrible question for you because I kind of know where you're going to go with this. But I'll ask it. Okay. If you do trade back... Say you go back to, you go from 58 to, say, 68 or 69. Would you consider taking the running back if he was still there? Harris? Mm. If you picked up something for that move? What am I getting? That's the question. Somebody's going to give you a four. Yeah. Someone's going to give you a fourth-round pick. I mean, I'd love to give you Arizona's fourth-round pick, by the way. They went starts day three. Yeah. You'd probably make that deal, wouldn't you? But no, but somebody gives you a fourth... Would and you're wiped out. I think you could probably get Williams. By the way, the Vanderbilt corner. You're gonna you're gonna move Maybe. mountains to get that guy on this team. I know. But no, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, I no, I mean, I'm. I, I could understand maybe running back in the 90s. But I'm you, not, you, you I'm can't you can't one. you can't do it at 67 or 68. I can't, no, me personally. If you drop, if, if you drop 10 spots, or say you drop 10 spots and pick up a three. Well, let's think about that. Who's there at six? Who would you think would be there at six? Are you picking uh, up? You're not picking up a three, are you? A ten spot. I'm, I'm dropping ten spots. So you go to sixty-eight. You're going to get a three for that? I don't have ten, the trade chart in front of me. Ten spots. Okay. Let's say it's a three next year. I need picks now. 
<laughs> I don't have okay. time for That's, next year's picks. This plays into my point, which is like at 58, what – if I'm dropping what 10 deal spots, are you, what, I'm going to get a, a, a good pick. But what like that? You're not going to get a deal that's going to excite me in this scenario. I don't think. Like, well, we, we just talked about guys that ideally at 58, but maybe a little too early. You know, like Tristan Hill. Uh, you know, he might be a guy you look at if you trade back 10 spots. Because it's a little rich for me to take my 58, but not for you. You no, have about what, 60? 70, uh, 72. Okay, so. So you draft Tristan Hill. Let's just make it 73, 74. Tristan like Hill at 70. Yeah. And then you you think you get a third round pick? I'm holding. What if you can't? You're going to take a four? I'm not dropping 10 spots in this draft to get screwed. Would you take Tristan Hill at 70 and a fourth round pick? So you got three fourth round picks. Jeez, I might do that. I almost, almost said, you know what? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I would you rather do that or bite the bullet and draft a guy that you don't want to draft? He said we're at wiped out. He said we're wiped out. Wiped out means wiped out of guys you want to draft. Yeah, we're wiped out of your, right. of your of your of your dream scenario. Okay, so Damian Harris at fifty eight or this so called deal, Tristan Hill at seventy and a fourth. Oh, he's not going to take Damian yeah, Hill or Damian Harris. I mean, yeah, give me, give me. I'm not doing a running back at 58, so... I See, mean, I was trying to get him to take one at 68, though. I would just... I mean, telling me that eight safeties are off the board by, you know, by 58, I, I just... Oh, okay. I, 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 feel like, I feel good I'm going to get my guy at 58, whether... It, it, say, worst what's case, the, what's it's the Darnell si- Savage. Yeah. I'm fine okay. with that. Okay. All right. You're fine with that, but they might not be. No, That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I don't... I don't... This doesn't sound plausible to me, and I, I mean, I, I know, got, and I got, I got Savage at sixty, and you have him at fifty-eight. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, look, Tristan Hill is one of those names where, but it's the risk, because again, this is the Cowboys are not the only team looking for a three technique. No, and three techniques are scarce. And the day on we day tried, two of this draft, to, we tried to get Jones drafted here just a second ago. Yeah. Not here, but right. You know. So I mean, how many three techniques go on day two? Three, maybe. So. You know, if you're moving back ten spots, you're taking a risk that he's going to make it that far. There, there has to be at least a handful of players—not a handful, but three or four players—you feel good about if you're I, trading back. I just feel like there's no reason to really trade back, to be honest. No, with I, you. I, I, exactly. I, I feel like no, and, and but he said wiped out. He he was just he he put us in a box. You're and never said you're never truly wiped. Okay, out. Okay, but in his question, we were wiped out. All right, our guys it, weren't it's just, there. It's, it's too generic to say wiped out. Because, you know, again, okay, a guy like Darnell we'll find, uh, You're saying we'll find a guy because we'll find yes. Hill. We'll find Hill at 58. That's what you're saying. Gut feeling. You feel better about a guy you like being there at 58 versus the return you get on a minor trade back. Well, and, that, and that's a key part of it because, again, a fourth rounder could be an NFL starter. You know, I mean, worked you're, okay for Dak Prescott. It, you're, but, but you're you're taking chances. Exa- you're taking chances. You're going to miss out on your guy. And what I was just saying about, okay, if you really want a three technique— you're taking a chance that you're going to miss out on your guy. Okay, say you really want Tristan Hill, but then he's gone at 65. Oh, and then you made that trade, and you're, oh, and and you're sick. Brian's and, getting fired because this was no, his no, idea. You're, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. And you reluctantly take Rennell Wren there at 70. Nope, I don't like this. I wouldn't do it. There will be there will be somebody there. There will be. There's people on the Periscope that think that, that Hill and Savage at 58 are too rich. I don't agree with that. I, I mean... I mean, Hill I do a little bit. Just no, no, because. not Hill. Savage and, I'm sorry, Savage and Thornhill. Savage and Thornhill. No. Savage and Thornhill. I'd gladly take both of those guys at 58. Yeah. What do, they, what do they want at 58? 
mean, like we're six right. we're six spots away from the third round. Hey, yeah. list the list the best sixty players in this draft, and I have a, you have a hard time doing it without including one Thornhill. I agree with Savage. that. Yeah, I got a thought exercise I want to do real quick. Yeah, um, make it quick because we need to do this top one hundred. Our longtime uh, a longtime listener, Randall. He's supposed to come yeah. to y'all's scouting thing tonight. Oh, good. Well, Randall? He, he can't. He, oh, his, his oh, daughter's oh, sick. Oh, sorry about that. Um, he wanted me to ask y'all this. This is a this is a thought exercise. See if you can follow me here. Player A and B play the same position and have similar traits. Player A is a starter in the SEC. Player B is a Division II dynamo. Player B, the Division II guy, had much, much better production in college. Okay. Who are you drafting and why? Did you say a position? Just pick a position. They play the same position. Okay. doesn't matter which. I mean, obviously, it's, it's kind of broad. Um, it's very broad. But... Uh... You know, I, so much because again, I don't. Production's great, but at the end of the day, I care more about traits. And is it possible for two guys to have the exact same traits? Because isn't that what he said? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like one has to have a little bit better traits. It's kind of like, um, you know. All right, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. What do you got? I think you the, got you got Anthony Nelson at seventy and Max Crosby at seventy-seven. Mm-hmm. One went to Iowa. One went to Eastern Michigan. Well, again, I think that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, they have different traits. You know, like with Max Crosby, I'm getting a better pass rusher. With Anthony Nelson, I'm getting a better edge setter. Um, you know, a guy that's better length, better power. You know, I feel better about his ability versus the run, but I feel much better about Max Crosby as a pass rusher. So right. it comes down to the traits and which type of player you're looking for. In, in that scenario that he's using, it's just it's hard to say that two players have the exact same traits. Okay, better. How about another one? How about, how about Winovich at 60? Or Ferguson at 69. Michigan and Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Right. And Louisiana Tech obviously being highly, highly productive. And Winovich was too. Um, I, you know, in that scenario, I'm, I'm going with the, the higher-rated player yeah. I, on my, my board. And, it's Ferguson, right? Well, oh, no, Winovich. Yeah, right, Winovich. So, See, I'm flipped on that. I got, not, I, got, I got Ferguson over Winovich. I'm not going to be right 100% of the time. Like, some guys will get by me, but I'm always going to err on the side of producing against the highest level of talent. Yeah, no, and I think that that's certainly a uh, wise strategy. And, again, that's why the Senior Bowl matters. You know, that's why yeah. the Combine matters. Because at the Combine, you can watch this Division II player or this FCS player go through drill, and not just the 40-yard dash, but the positional drills one after the other with FBS guys. And, you know, I've told the story before, but when Eric Fisher and Luke Jokel went back-to-back at offensive tackle, and I saw it with my own eyes, I was like, okay, give me Eric Fisher. Right. Because he moved much better, much more fluid, much better athlete, and I feel... Good point. Yeah, and so it could be tough when you watch these guys on film, and you're talking about MAC competition and SEC competition, like we saw with those two, but... Uh, that's why the all-star games, the pre-draft process, that's why it matters so much. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, that uh, fired in a question there. We really do appreciate you. When we come back, Dane and I are going to talk about, and Dave are going to talk about our top 100 list. We've got some uh, discrepancies. We'll try and iron them out. Stay tuned. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. 
It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce the Growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Back here with the Draft Show, the SWBC Mortgage Studios are always presented by Miller Lite. We appreciate their uh, hanging out with us as always. I just want to put out uh, one final thing. Uh, the Beast finally is out. Yes. So make sure you go to DP Brugler. You got seven days. Yeah. Go, go grab that. Go check out his uh, Twitter looks, account. This is, it looks so good, a physical copy. It's, yeah, un- love it. it's it unbelievable. I'll tell you how important that guide is. Yesterday, a Hall of Famer came in here to have his press conference for uh, for his star on the Walk of Fame over there, mm-hmm. Champions Walk, and it was Gil Brandt. And Gil Brandt is like, have you got my copy of Dane Brugler's draft guide? And I said, I do. The amount of calls from that from that gentleman. Yeah. Is it done? Is it done? It, that man, that man, he was part of it. He Gil. was helped us. He helped us a little bit on it. Yes, too. I love Gil. Yeah, Gil did a great job. So, Gil's the goat. So, yes, you go to DP Brugler on the Twitter feed and grab you a copy of that. Okay, David Hellman, I'm going to throw it at you a little bit here. You've kind of got our, our top 100 list. I sure do. And there's some discrepancies. There's a lot of discrepancies. And, and I think I, I, I love I love the fact that I, I do love the fact that I, I have a ton of respect for for Dane Brugler. I think I could have scouted with Dane Brugler on that championship team that we had in Green Bay. He would have been fit right in with John Dorsey, John Snyder, Reggie McKenzie, Sean Herock. You know, those guys that are all general managers. League. This young man to my right would have been right there with us. So if I have discrepancies with him, I had the same discrepancies with those guys in Green Bay, too. So it makes me feel good that we can have these. So, Dave, I'll kind of go through a few of those if you want to kind of talk about that, if you would. My main my main impression, and this isn't, this isn't you know, um, what's the word? This isn't totally across the board true. I mean, right. 
Dane's got some guys higher valued than you do. Right. Uh, you know, Dane's got Devin Bush as a top 10 player. You've got him at 20. Right. Uh, the Michigan linebacker. Um, a little bit about height there. Yeah, he can play. He can play. There's no question. But for the most part. We actually agreed on Bosa this year, which was a good thing, mm-hmm. I think. For like, like Dane, Dane is. up on Bosa this yeah, year. I did. You remember, you remember like the 2002 Winter Olympics, like the Russian judge just yeah. could not be impressed. Like that's, yeah. that's Dane Brugler right here. Yeah. Because especially, you, um, okay, the first round more or less lines up for the most part. But you get into like the second and third round. And you you said it during the break. You have 17 players in your top 100 that Dane didn't even rank. Yeah, but they're in the back end of it mainly. But that yeah, that yeah. starts with Jalen Hurd, yeah. the Baylor receiver. At number 75. You have right? him at 75. Right. Dane says, no, no, thank you. No, fourth round grade for me. So he's probably – he would have made my 150. But, yeah, didn't make my top 100. I think the – you know, the, the knee injury, uh, not being able to work out, that, that bothers me a little bit. Um, but And he's still a work in progress as a receiver. But I think fourth round is where I liked him. Uh, another one, again, you know, for Cowboys fans, Emmanuel Hall, the Missouri receiver that was a visit. 81 on Brian's board, not ranked for uh, for Dane. That I just I, – I just – I need a guy that can stay on the football field, and it, that just bothers the heck out of me. So your yours is, your grade is more outside of the 100 because of the health? Second-round talent. Yeah fourth round final grade because i need a guy that i can rely on and i don't feel like all the hamstring problems and things like that all the track injuries you know the lower body muscle injuries and he doesn't fight through them consistently so not the toughness then no lacks toughness yeah i mean i hate to kind of put that on a player but you know he kind of that track mentality where you don't he's not going to tough through those uh, injuries and stay on the football field so that that bothers me and that's why he's not my top because i loved him i've been marching for emmanuel hall throughout the season but the more you get into it the more you talk to people talk to people on missouri's campus yeah nah, i'm staying away they'll know about him because of Derek dooley y'all uh true y'all actually line up on this guy really well and it may be based on your your ranking maybe it's a guy we should have talked about at the top we talked about him last week christian miller yeah, a hundredth one. The last guy on Brian's board, ninety sixth for Dane. I don't know consideration you, at ninety. Where, where do you play Christian? Miller? I was going to ask that, you that, the same that's, question. That's why I think that Christian Miller. I think for this guy, he, for this team, he's going to play linebacker. And my right. and my thought on that would be he would probably play as a Sam linebacker too. Right, I agree. And but on tape, he was at his best when he was rushing the passer. Rushing, yeah, when he can rush the passer. And yeah. and another guy where he really struggled to stay healthy. I mean, yeah. he he was a big time recruit, had four starts in his career at Alabama, and a lot of that was because of health. And so when he was on the field, he was, uh, you know, I, Nick Saban talks really glowingly about him because he did whatever he needed to do, right. you know, to be on the field, whether it's rushing the passer playing in the middle, whatever, he accepted that responsibility and did it. So there's a lot to like about just his football character, but durability is a factor, and then just fit. Where, what does he do best? I like him as a pass rusher, but I see him more as a 3-4 player where yeah. he's going to be uh, standing up, uh, rushing off the edge, kind of like he did at Alabama more so than what they do here. Yeah. I want to I wanna go oh, there. I mean, these guys are all ranked by both of you, but, I mean, hey, we're looking at the second and third round go through some names that might make sense for the Cowboys at which okay well here's one Brian I gave Dane all the credit Dane's got our guy Chauncey Gardner Johnson as right. a top 50 prospect you got him way down at 67 what what gives what didn't you like yeah I, I thought that to me when 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 I watched him play and you know and I was looking really for more 
of a guy. I the, the coverage aspect of him, I think, is is really good. That that part of it was impressive to me. But I there were times where I just did not think that he was a good enough tackler. You know, and that that's the thing that I you know when you when you start talking about okay, what can he do? I mean, I I understand that how you have guys that. Okay, you play him in coverage, but then all of a sudden the ball gets in the space, and now he's missed a tackle. Now there's that hidden yards. There's another twenty something yards added because of a, of a missed tackle there. So, I I just I, man, I just thought it was a fifty fifty proposition with this guy playing as a safety. And I, I I'm not gonna say I love the fact that he plays all over the field. I love the fact that he can cover. I love the fact that he can play in the slot. But I do not like the fact that he is a 50-50 player when it comes to tackling. I saw a little bit better batting average than 50-50. But, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I just thought he was a play disruptor, um, whether it was in coverage or uh, as a blitzer, uh, making plays. He's so aggressive, and sometimes he does come in too hot. And, you know, he's not the biggest guy. He's only, what, 5'11", 210. So That's right. Not the biggest guy. And, you know, so there, he has to be a little more sound with his technique when he finishes. But the way he flies around the field, the aggressiveness, like that's not something you can really coach. Either yeah. you have it or you don't. I'm betting on a guy like Gardner Johnson. Uh, again, I like him best as a nickel. I think that's where you can best see his talent. So if, if I need a, a nickel p- uh, player, I'm taking him in the top 40 and feeling good about it. These are two of the biggest discrepancies on this entire thing. And they're guys that kind of fit. Um, A&M, tight end, Jay Sternberger. Yeah. Brian's got him at 59. Dane, way down at 93. That's that's up more than a round. Mm-hmm. What gives? With Jace, um, you know, I first of all, one year he did it. I mean, he couldn't get on the field at Kansas, really. And then part of that was scheme and what they were asking him to do. But then he goes to A&M, has the breakout season. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot to like with him as a pass catcher, but – as a blocker, I worry about him. Um, so as an inline player, I have some questions. Uh, as a down-the-field player, um, I think that he's there's nothing that really stands out as a difference maker. You know, like there's nothing exceptional about what he does. I, except, I guess, the one thing that his trump card is, once he has the football, he can be, uh, you know, he's a tough guy to get on the field or get on the ground. So, but he, as a route runner, as a pass catcher, like there's nothing that really blows me away so third round he's a solid third round pick for me um you know i like him but not taking him as a a second round guy yeah i think this guy's a mismatch player myself i I think he's right about the you know some of the inline stuff and the flex stuff i mean i I think that's that is a concern but i think this guy knows how to separate i think he does get separation i think he catches the ball well down the field i think the ball in his hands is really really good too. I think I you know this guy, he gets his eyes around quick for the ball. It's not like he's looking. I mean he's it's not like he's late with his hands or his eyes or anything like that. But when he when he separates down the field, that that, that Mon that quarterback did a good job of getting the ball and letting him just run with it. And I think he can secure the ball. Uh, yeah, he did get he had a fumble against LSU that should have been called. But overall, overall though, I, I do I, I think this guy is a mismatched player. I think someone's going to draft this kid, and he's going to he's going to present a lot of problems because of his ability to get down the field. Another one that really stands out, Brian. I think you've cooled on Zach Allen as a possible Cowboys pick a little after bit. the after the Quinn after the Robert Quinn trade. Yeah, you've still got him as a as number forty five. Yeah, Dane seventy four. Again, I mean, you're talking 30 spots, like full yeah. rounds of difference. Mm-hmm. What gives? 
I just, I don't know. I, I talking about defensive end who is not going to be a big time pass rusher. Um, he's that's not what he does best, and I think it just comes more along the lines of what he does best and how that fits the value of that. If I'm drafting a defensive end in the you know top sixty picks, I want a guy that can get to the quarterback. You know, I feel like I could find sound run defenders, edge setters, um, you know, later on, uh, not, you know, later rounds, but third round, fourth round. And so that's why I have Zach Allen as a third round player on my board, um, a top 75 pick, but more of a third round player than a guy that I'm going to take in the top 50, top 60. So I like Greg Allen It's just, you know, he, he just doesn't have enough juice as a pass rusher. And I think that kind of limits him a little bit. Yeah. I think the fact that he could play a couple different positions helps me with my my mental part of it, though, I think he's a really hard guy to fool. And so if you got a guy that has some pass rush ability, I, I'm, Dane's right. He's not going to make you feel like that you're you know, getting one of the top pass rushers. But what you're getting a guy is there's a really good run defender. You're getting a guy that, that has some strength at the point of attack. He's aggressive when it comes to playing out, outside the tackle box. He'll chase the effort, all those things about him. Dane's right. There's, there's snaps he needs to finish better. But when he gets in position – he can be that guy that gets the ball carrier on the ground. He can get a quarterback on the ground in the pocket. He's never going to be a double-digit sack guy. But but when you talk about complete players, I feel like, though, that he's a guy that would get my consideration at that. You know, I have him there talking about him at 58 because the fact he could play a couple positions. But I also feel like, though, that he he's he's one of those guys a little bit like Crawford that does a lot of things that doesn't show up in the box score. He's always helping his teammates get uh get to the quarterback he could be a guy that could be a pick and then guys could get around him he's got some power to him i i just like the guy for his ability to to be an every down type player i just don't know if the numbers are going to be dane's right about that but i think every down he's going to do something to help you win a game and i, th- I mean crawford i think it's a perfect comparison for him yeah like that's what he is best case he'll have that, a was, a, crawford that was a third round right pick 81 yeah, yeah. i yeah. i draft zach allen at 90 i wouldn't yeah. want to at 58 yeah Kind of how I feel. Um, these guys won't. That's what, be, that's what your grades reflect, or your numbers reflect. These guys won't be cowboys, but uh, I do think it's interesting. Again, a couple really absurd ones. Quickly, I know we're running out of time. No, that's fine. We're good. Brian Burns. This, this is a huge one. For widely us. regarded as a top fifteen pick. Dane's got him at eleven. You're you're saying he's number forty two. I don't. I am not. A, I am not a fan. He's too small. He, I, I just don't I, – I see a small player. You can't feed him some milkshakes? Well, I just don't know if he's ever – to me, when you come from a big-time program and you've never really put on weight, you know what I'm saying, like you know, bulk or strength, mm-hmm. I, I just – I don't know how he gets into a pro program and puts on weight. I what mean, about I our man Randy? Did Randy ever really put on a lot of weight? I mean, he's I mean, he's, he's it, bigger than he was Brian when Burns he came out. Brian Burns is almost but. the exact same weight as Demarcus Lawrence. Ooh, I mean, almost exactly. doesn't have the ability. No, no, I'm, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying. I, that, I'm just saying that. that but. Okay, does he does he play light? Do you feel like he plays yeah, light at no, times? Yes, he does. See, that's where that you're you're banking. If you're a scout, if you're a general manager, you're tying your 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 draft to this guy that I think is a one trick pony. I mean, a little bit, but we're talking about a really good trick. Okay. <laughs> Like, I mean, getting to the quarterback's a right, pretty good trick. Speed off the edge. Like, th- there are times where, yeah, if an offensive line. Dominant player off the edge? I, I think he has that type of potential. I mean, I see. I, I, okay, potential, about, uh, is, potential to me is not 11. That potential is not 11. 
It, uh, is it 42? I mean, I don't. To me, I I, I would bet on those traits uh, in somewhere in the top 15 picks. Pass rusher is one oh, of those he, spots he, where you bank on potential. I, I, I'll, exactly. I'll be happy to admit I'm wrong, but, but I've seen this Florida State bit. You know? Oh, I've now seen you're the judging Jam- programs. No, no, no. I've seen the Jamal Reynolds of the world and stuff like that go and then not do anything. When was Jamal like, Reynolds draft? It sounds like Ron Wolf's last pick. You got, you, it, it, that it, was, like 15th overall. That was like 25 years ago. Right. You know, no, it wasn't. I'm some... just saying, I'm just saying, though, this guy to me, if, if I'm wrong about him being a pass rusher, then I'll admit it. But I, I just don't see, I don't see top 10 talent. I don't. Right, and I really don't. Real quick, I think this is the biggest discrepancy on the whole thing. And I, I said Dane's the Russian judge, but this is insane. 41 spots. Mm. Dane has Ole Miss receiver A.J. Brown as the 31st best player. Brian, you have him all the way down at 72. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest discrepancy on this wow. whole board. A.J. Brown, to me, is one of the... That is a 41-spot difference. I think A.J. Brown's one of the cleanest players in this draft. Like, I think... Like, I don't know what a ceiling is, but I feel really, really good that I'm getting a good player who's not going to bust. Like, I don't know. I'm interested to hear what you don't like about A.J. Brown. I just don't think there's anything really special about him. Okay. I don't. That's I mean, all these receivers. Real, keep I, talk while I look at I this. I don't. I mean, I am not. I am. When you, there's, like you're saying, okay, clean. What, what is really, what is, what, what is his best trait? Other is, than running rocks. I, I, this is Dan's uh, second highest rated. Other than running routes, he's receiver. a receiver. I mean, he, I think he has natural routes, natural hands. He's 226 pounds and ran a 4-4. Uh, I mean, highly productive. Set all kinds of records at Ole Miss uh, receiving. I, I, to me, he is worthy of first-round consideration. I, I can play inside, can play outside. I just, I'm not sure. There's not speed. You, you, he does not play at that time speed. You can't I, say I'll, that. I will disagree there. What? I, I, I'll disagree there. I think he is a. Is there quickness there with this guy? You see? Oh so, yeah. Okay. Fight, fight, no. fight. I don't. I, I don't see a. I don't see a special player there. No. Well, okay. Special. Well, yes. you're talking about him like he's. Where's he got him ranked? Thirty-one. 31. Yeah. Okay. That you got him right outside the there's, first. He's there's like, not thirty special players in this draft. Like I, I don't think he's special, no. But I think he's going to be an NFL For starter. I, well, all these guys could be NFL starters. Let's not do that. Play that card. Well, okay. You would hope they are top one hundred players. Sure. Okay. I, I think he's going to be a. He's my what third receiver, I believe, behind Metcalf. It's not like and he's Brown. your second. Um, no, he's my third. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to trust your word over mine. Metcalf, I have like 27. Brown, I have 28. There you go. AJ Brown, I have 31. Yeah. Where are there, this is all? I don't even. Where's AJ Brown, Brian? You have you must have him way down the list. Yeah. Where do you have him ranked? Like a hundred? What? Oh, oh, I'm I'm an what idiot. What are you doing? I'm I'm out of it. I'm sorry. Never mind. Go ahead. He is your second rated receiver. Yeah. Might um, be. No, I mean with look, I don't know. I just I see a guy that can uncover. He catches the ball. He's very strong after the catch. He can block. I just what are the holes? I guess. Like I understand thinking he's not going to be like a number one receiver. That's fine, but. But no, you're, if he's not, you get him at 31, and you don't think he's going to be a number one receiver. Most receivers drafted in that area aren't. I mean, that's there's mm, how I don't many? Know if I follow you there, yeah, exactly. There's not okay. When I say number one receivers, there's like 13 number one receivers in the NFL. When you say number one receiver, I'm talking about like you mean the super freaks. I'm talking about yeah, like true number ones. Like not every team, half the teams in the league don't have a number one receiver. A true number one. That's what Stephen Jones told us all last spring. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that worked out real well. I mean, they had to give up a number one to get a real wide receiver. I'll put it this sure way. Did. I think A.J. Brown can be Juju Smith-Schuster. 
When was he taken? 66? 62. Yeah. And where would be where would he be taken tomorrow? First round. Top 15 somewhere. Well, probably. where did you have Schuster on your board? Then? Dane, we're going another hour. We got more to talk about here. No, I'm serious. I'm asking. Uh, I, I really don't remember. I okay. Have to look it up. You have probably had him at 62 where you should have been. But what's that matter with A.J. Brown? I'm just saying. We, 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 we missed on Judas Smith-Schuster. Real quick before we get out of here. We, may, we might not have. How many first-round grades do you have, Brian? 25. How many grades do you have, Dane? First uh, round. 21. That seems like a lot. Especially for, for me, you. it is. 25. For me, it is, and yeah. Here I am, like, this draft lacks star power to me. Like, this is not a mm-hmm. sexy draft by any stretch. And you're telling me there's 25 first-round grades? And I don't have a first-round safety or a first-round wide receiver. That's music Same to my here. ears. I don't have a first-round safety yeah. or wide receiver. It's these, it's these tackles and 25. stuff. 25. Like, usually it's like 18. Well, I'll tell you where I think I'm different because Rock is sin. What about him? Temple cornerback. You have first round? You have uh, 26, right? I have 26, yeah. Yeah, so he's just outside. Yeah, there you go. Byron Murphy's my only first-round corner. One week away, kids. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Let's do more of that. You'll you'll be right about Brown. Let's talk about A.J. (laughs) Brown some more. Well, if if we agreed on all these guys, this wouldn't be fun. No. We wouldn't have a show to talk about. All right. Well, hey, thanks, everybody out there for joining us. Uh, I always appreciate the back and forth. I'm sure you guys have Brown higher than me, too. But anyway, for my hand, Dane Burglar, for David Hillman, Kent Garris, I'm Brian Bross. If you're around Dallas-Fort Worth, again, Miller Lite, the draft show, will be at... uh, Shakerton's, Shakerton's in the Colony, April 23rd from 5 to 7. So check us out then. You guys have a good weekend. We'll see you then.